How's everybody doing? Good? Yeah? That was some good worship this morning. You guys are going to actually get a Christmas message from me. I know that's, uh, that's a surprise to some of you guys. My wife makes fun of me all the time saying, hey, you never give a Christmas message during Christmas time. And, um, and I'll be honest, I'm not one of those people who, you know, just because it's Christmas or just because it's Easter, we're going to talk about, you know, the Christmas or the Easter story. Because in hear my heart on that, I, I want to speak what's on, what he's talking about. You know what I mean? I don't want to just do something assuming that that's what he's talking about. Does that make sense? So um, I was, when I was asking the Lord about today, he told me about, hey, read Matthew. Read the first, first part of Matthew about the Christmas story. So I did. And I really feel like he was highlighting something very specific this morning. And I think it's very timely for you guys, for myself, for the body of Christ as a whole. And it, and it has to do with dreams. Okay, And I feel like the Lord is really wanting us to encourage us that we're going to be... Some of you guys are dreamers already. You hear from the Lord through dreams and stuff like that. But I feel like that there is there's a grace right now to, to hear even more clearly in dreams. And for those of you who don't really normally hear the Lord, you don't really remember your dreams or whatever, that this is a time for you guys to actually hear the Lord in this new way for you. Does that make sense? So there's an invitation, really, for this, and I just feel like uh, the Lord wants me to kind of unpack this a little bit. So if you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew one, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of read through this a little bit. I just I just want to read sections of this because I feel like there's specific areas here that the Lord's highlighting. All right, so Matthew one, let's start in verse nineteen. Here we go. So, because Joseph, her husband, was fruitful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All right, let's jump back down to Matthew 2, 12. And let's talk about the wise men here. And having warned them in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. Let's jump down to verse 19. And after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take this child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus, I'm going to butcher that one, was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in the town called Nazareth. All right. So right there alone, just in those first two chapters, look how many times God's communicating in a dream. I mean, I'll count them for you right now. We have one, 
two, three, four, five times, just in those two chapters, God speaking to Joseph and to the wise men through a dream. So if that's the way, and, and when we're having an interaction here with the Lord and, and you know his people here, that's like the number one way he's speaking is through a dream. And, and I want to even maybe challenge some ideas out there that I think that's probably one of the main ways he speaks to believers now is through dreams. Probably one of the main ways. I heard it said that a, a third of the Bible's events were either instigated by or were foretold in dreams. And you guys know, you've been here for a little bit. We're, you know, Morning Star. We believe in the prophetic. Hey, I, we love the prophetic. We feel like we're called to equip the body in the, the prophetic. We're called to equip the city in the prophetic. And um, I really feel like there's a grace during this time right now. It's kind of a crazy time, but to hear God through dreams. And... Um, so, anyways, I'll break that down a little bit then. So, why dreams? So, why is God speaking to us in dreams? But before, actually, before we answer that, I, I really feel like it's significant that, you know, in between the time period between Malachi's or Malachi's death, however you want to call him, between that time and the time of, you know, the New Testament, John the Baptist, you know, and all that, there was a period about 400 years, okay? Now, biblical scholars and all that, and even, you know, the Jewish scholars, they call this time like a period of, like, silence, basically, from God. There was no major prophet that stood up. Now, I don't totally believe that. I believe God was still speaking to his people, but I do believe that there was an uh, intentional period of silence, um, from the Lord. Uh, and I think it was setting the stage for him to come through the word of God coming flesh and setting the scene and also to establish a new covenant. And this new covenant, and this is important, it starts by all this prophetic experiences, by angels coming and visiting people, by people receiving dreams and visions all, the, all of this like new interaction, that is key because in the Old Testament, how was the Lord really speaking to his people? Through the prophets, right? Mainly through the prophets. There wasn't necessarily this open invitation. There was, but not necessarily everybody jumped in. But the new covenant brings this promise of a new intimacy with God through the cross. And so I really feel like this, this section that, of, of Scripture through Christmas is really a precursor of what was to come in this new covenant. Does that make sense? So that period of silence of 400 years is now like, is completely being flipped on its head where God begins to speak, but not only to his prophets, but to his people, to all his kids. Does that make sense? Now, don't get me wrong, I believe he was speaking to his kids in the Old Testament, all, you know, to, the, to all kinds of people other than, than prophets, but I, I really believe that this is, it's like an amplified version of it. Does that make sense? All right. <laughs> so, why dreams? Why does God speak to us in dreams? 
Why was he speaking to Joseph in dreams? Well, the answer, what I believe the answer is, number one, is relationship. He desires relationship with his kids. Number one reason why he gives dreams. Intimacy with his kids. And I want to go through kind of three areas that, um, of reasons why. Now, these are, this is an exhaustive list, but um, the three reasons that God gives us dreams is, number one, relationship. And then it doesn't just stop there. Now, out of that relationship comes ministry, okay? Not the other way around. Ministry, not, ministry doesn't necessarily start first. It's relationship, and then out of relationship naturally comes ministry. Does that make sense? Okay, number two, he wants to warn us. Straight up. He gives us dreams because he wants to warn us of stuff. Number three, he wants to lead us and guide us. He's a good father. All of this is stemming, and the heart of this is that he's a good father, and he wants to speak to his kids. He wants intimacy with us. He wants to protect us, and he wants to lead and guide us. And he uses dreams specifically. Now, you use other gifts of the Spirit in prophetic ways, but um, we're just going to talk about dreams today. <laughs> All right, so number one, relationship. That's why he gives us dreams. Number one, he wants relationship. He wants to involve you and I in what he's doing here on earth, right? He wants to involve you in his plans and his purposes here in this earth. Here in Wilmington, here in the United States of America. And he does that through sharing secrets to you about what he's doing. Okay? He wants a dialogue with his kids, he wants intimacy. And dreams is kind of a funny thing. Dreams kind of almost force it. Because <laughs> a lot of times, you know, dreams aren't necessarily um, literal. You know, sometimes you'll have a literal dream about what God's doing, but most of the time they're very symbolic. And I asked the Lord about that one time. I was like, Lord, what in the world? Why, why can't you just lay it out plainly? <laughs> Has anybody else said that to the Lord? Come on, Lord. I don't understand. My brain is not big enough to understand what you're talking about. And he told me something very clear. He's, he just kind of gave me this picture of him whispering to me on the other side of the room. And he's like, Paul... What happens when I, when I whisper to you on the other side of the room? What does it do? Well, first I was like, I was like well, I don't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. I'm on the other side. Why are you on the other side? And he said, real simple, I'm causing you to come close. You've got to come close to hear my voice. So that's why God speaks to us in dreams. He wants you close. That is the heart of it. You get that? He doesn't want to confuse you. He doesn't want to frustrate you. He's not playing games with you, trying to like, you know. He wants to be found. He wants to be heard. But he's almost like tricking us into coming close. Does that make sense? Yeah? He loves being. When my kids come running by my chair, if I'm like watching TV and they just kind of playing around doing things, they're running. The first thing I do normally, and you can ask them this, I go and I grab them. <laughs> and I bring them close and give them big bear hugs, you know. I love being with my kids. I love being close to my kids. How much more does our father love being close to us? He loves being close to you. 
He wants you to come close so he can just come and grab you and give you a big bear hug. <laughs> Does that make sense? Intimacy. He loves it. It also like keeps us dependent on him, you know. A lot of times when God just like lays it out, the plan of action. Paul, I'm doing this, I want you to go do this, and it's real clear and cut and dry. A lot of times it kind of like we kind of run off and kind of do it and we kind of forget, oh yeah, God, come with me. <laughs> You know what I mean? So sometimes when he gives us those symbolic dreams and stuff like that, it's, it's really to like cause us to be dependent on him. You know, and to remember, okay, yeah, yeah, God, I need to hear from you on this. My brain can't figure this out. But the same heart is intimacy, is relationship. Okay? All right. So... So what is he sharing normally when, when this happens? So like specifically when we're talking about ministry, he wants us to be his reconcilers here on the earth, God's ambassadors here on earth. He wants to show what he's doing and he wants us to partake with him. So a lot of times, you know, he's going to give us his, his perspective of what's really kind of going on because guess what? You and I, we're not omniscient. We don't know everything. But he does, and we're friends with this guy who knows everything. So sometimes he shares with us what's kind of going on, perspective that we can't see. We can't be everywhere at once. We don't know what people are going through. But he wants to share it with us because he wants to use us and partner with us to bring his kingdom. He doesn't need us necessarily, but he does. He kind of set it up that way, right? We talked about this before, uh, you know, so he wants to use you to touch the people around you, to touch your family around you, to touch Wilmington. And he's going to show you through dreams. Okay? He's going to give you a perspective that, that you just you don't have on your own. And we call it you know, all kinds of things, revelations and all that stuff. Now, a lot of times he also gives us dreams because sometimes... We just aren't going to get it if somebody tells us straight, straight up, hey, this is what you're going through. This is the situation. You know, nah, no, nah, I don't feel that. I didn't feel God speak to me like that. And this kind of like, sometimes we just can't hear it. Does that make sense? Because we're kind of, our ears are shut off to any correction or any other thing. And all kinds of reasons why, because of pride or just ignorance or whatever. We just don't know. But God wants to like sometimes speak to us while we're like laying down in bed, completely passive, and we our brain and our emotions aren't coloring our interpretation necessarily. And he wants to speak to us, speak into it, give us a different perspective of what's going on. Does that make sense? All right, and that and let's uh the the, the main example here was Matthew one twenty for this. You know, we just read that, but after he had considered this, so you had Joseph here, right? Joseph was like, oh, he was, he was set up to marry Mary, and all of a sudden Mary's pregnant for not of his doing, and he's kind of like, oh, man, man, what do I do here? What? Just think about his perspective at that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of hard because we see the whole picture. We see the whole story played out, but think about it. If you're engaged to your wife, all of a sudden she starts showing that she's pregnant and you don't necessarily have a grid for God coming and impregnating a person because seriously, it hasn't happened yet. 
Well, maybe, you know. Um, this, this is what Joseph was thinking about. He had no grid for this. So being a righteous man, he was going, hey, I'm going to do this in quiet. I'm not going to embarrass her. I'm not going to like, you know, I'm going to. He had other plans to fix this, right? He wasn't going to marry her. And then all of a sudden, the Lord gives him this dream in 120. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to, make, to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived of her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So the angel of the Lord shows up. He has a dream. He's sleeping. The angel of the Lord shows up in his dream and is like giving him this whole new grid of really what's going on in this situation. Does that make sense? God wants to do that in our own personal lives. This isn't just like for 2,000 years ago. This is now. He wants. This is a precursor to the new covenant. He wants to give you perspective and revelation into your situation and into the situations of people that he is, you have been planted around. Because he wants to use you to bring his life, to bring his kingdom into these situations. Does that make sense? Well, if it does make sense to you, I'm going to give you a clear example here. Right? Um, you know, God speaks to me a lot in dreams. And I'll be honest, he didn't necessarily speak to me a lot in dreams when I was growing up and whatever. It was really when somebody said, hey, God speaks to you a lot in dreams. I was like, oh, really? Okay. I didn't know necessarily it was available to me, you know, when I was a young believer. And then I started, guess what? I started having these dreams that were from the Lord. And um, he probably was giving me dreams all along throughout my life, and I just didn't recognize it. That's the main issue, I think, with people not being able to hear God's voice is they don't recognize his voice. He's speaking all the time. Okay? So um, I remember one time I, I, was, I had this dream about uh, this couple. Um, and uh, in the dream, I was, it was like I was sitting at the table with them, and the Lord was there. He was in the dream. And he was telling the, this couple, saying, like, hey, you're going to have another child and it's not going to be like it was last time. End of dream. I wake up. I remember everything in this dream. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a weird dream. I wrote, you know, I think I wrote it down or I emailed myself. I always email notes and stuff to myself. But, and, uh, and I was like, I, I, so, I, so I was like, you know, as I've learned, God, as, after he showed me that he wants to speak to me, he wants to have relationship with me, I took this dream to him. I'm like, Lord, this is kind of crazy dream. You know, you know, I'm in Morningstar. We don't like prophesying or about babies and marriages and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and like, it's actually our protocol. We don't necessarily do that. And I was like, Lord, but I like, what do you want me to do here? I will do what you tell me to do. You know, basically. And so I, was like, I felt like he he was like, share it with them. Share this dream with them. It is for them. I want to impart faith courage into their life right now so i was like okay so i knew this couple pretty well okay i don't encourage you guys to go out and like share like hey you're gonna have a baby it's gonna be i, I really i don't unless you really have a relationship with them it's it's kind of a not necessarily a a safe healthy ministry thing to do because remember we ultimately want to see god love people um and you know rick joiner has like uh this this saying that you don't take a two-ton word over a one-ton bridge or whatever, something along those lines, you know. Um, 
you know, and that bridge is relationship. So I had a relationship with these people, and I, and I, I knew where they were spiritually, that they wouldn't take this thing if I would missed it, that they wouldn't take this thing like, to heart. So I would share it with them. I was like, hey, man. I sat them down. I was like, look, you guys pray about this dream, and I know you, know, you understand my heart here. I'm not t- saying this is what's going on, but this is what I got from the Lord. Pray about it, and I feel a strong urging to share with you. I shared with the, the dream with them, and they're just like, yeah, right. We're not having another baby. Because this, this couple had a, their previous uh, child they had. It was very traumatic. They were in the, uh, the what do they call it, the pediatric ICU, you know, for months. It was very traumatic. The, the kids were, the kid was necessarily going to live even, you know. It was very traumatic. And, um, and, so, and that's why I was, I was even more hesitant to share this word with, with this couple. And, and, but I, I told him, I was like, the Lord in the dream, he said, it's not going to be like last time. That you're going to have a child and it's not going to be like last time. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll pray about it. Yeah, whatever, Paul. Okay, we'll pray about it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I didn't hear anything about this. I, it, was, it was done. You know, I didn't hear about it. Like two years later, they come and find me. And like, Paul, guess what? We just had a child. And they kind of explained to me they didn't have any boys. They wanted, they really, in their heart, they really did want to have a boy. And, the, uh, and guess what? They had a boy. And, and their, the pregnancy and everything was a perfect it was like completely opposite of their previous experience you know i believe there's a calling on that boy that like they're not they're coming to understand as they're you know uh walking with the lord with it but does that make sense god wanted to speak to this couple he loved this couple so much that he gave me like you know this random dream to kind of share with them to give them courage to have another child Does that make sense? God wants to do this now. Okay? Um, I remember one time I had, I was, uh, it was like a Saturday night and I was um, sleeping, you know. (laughs) And I had this dream about this girl, this, this young woman. And in the dream, the Lord. I was there with I was there with her, and I was like sharing with her how uh, the Lord wanted to set her free and to give her her sleep back. And uh, I knew this girl. I woke up and I remembered the dream, and it was very it was very literal in a sense. I brought it to the Lord, and I was like, "Lord," and I, was, I didn't really get anything. So I'm leading worship the next Sunday at church, and I'm just leading worship. I, that that dream was the last thing on my my mind. I'm leading worship, and I'm just like, you know, I'm closing my eyes. Lord, where are you going? Where do you want us to go and worship? And all of a sudden, the dream pops into my mind. And um, and I, I was just kind of like, okay, Lord. And I opened my eyes, and guess who was sitting on the front row at church? This girl that I had this dream about. So um, so I was like, okay, Lord, all right, all right, I'm going to share it. You know, I really I want to see this person, if she's dealing with insomnia, to get her, you know, set free to have good night's sleep. So I just I just kind of shared it over the microphone. I was hey, anybody? And I did it the uh, the easy way out. You guys there? Is anybody in here having uh, trouble sleeping at night? You know, and uh, and please just raise your hand while people come over and pray for you. You know how we do here. And uh, and sure enough, she raises her hand. And I was like, okay, let's go. Let's, let's get around her. Let's pray for this, this girl and see her have her sleep restored to her. 
And that was all from just like this simple dream that I was like, how many times have we flushed dreams that were the Lord, that he wanted to do something supernatural into the people's lives that are around us? All the time. He wants to use us to set the captives free, to heal the sick, to share the gospel with those that are lost. He wants to do it supernaturally. He wants to take some silly dream and he wants to change somebody's life with it. And he wants to give it to you. Just like he gave it to Joseph. See how I tied that back into the story here. <laughs> Does that make sense? All right, cool. All right, number two. So number one, right, he wants relationship. And out of relationship, he wants you to be his hands and feet. He wants you to minister out of your intimacy and your relationship with the Father. Number two, he wants to give us warning. He is a good Father. That is the heart. Sometimes we kind of like give God a bad name when we talk about the Father, how he kind of, well, he kind of blindsided me with that one. Or, you, know, no, the, you know the Father, he wants to share his secrets with you and I. He does, and he wants to warn us of things that are to come, things in our lives, things in other people's lives. That's his heart, okay? And, um, and we can read in Matthew 2, 12, and having been war warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So that was the wise men, right? Herod was going to find this child and kill it, and the Lord knew that, and he gave this prophetic dream to the three wise men. And they go another route, right? And then verse, you know, uh, 21 says, So he got up, this is Joseph, so he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. And when he heard that Archelaus, I'm going to get that right one of these times, Archelaus, okay, was reigning in Judea in a place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there, having been warned in a dream. He withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went to and lived in the town of Nazareth. So I think that, that part, that one's really interesting because, first off, he says, hey, come on back. Come on back from Egypt. You know, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus were hanging out in Egypt, and then he has a dream giving direction. Hey, come on back to Israel. And then when he gets to Israel, he's like, he's afraid. And, yet, and the Lord, out of his mercy, gives him another dream, saying, hey, go over here. You know, is that cool? This is the heart of our father. So, you know, and to kind of hammer this home, I remember the Lord wants to warn you and I of things. He wants to give you guys kind of the intel of things that are going on in your life that could possibly trip you up, that could possibly, that are these minefields that the enemy's laid in your life. He wants to reveal this to you guys because he loves you. He's a good father. I remember one time I was... Um, looking to buy this car, and, um, and I was, uh, I know I've got a lot of car stories here, but uh, I was looking to buy this car, really nice car in Charleston, I've been looking for a while, um, and, uh, you know, we didn't have any car loans or anything, you know, that was awesome, so, but like one of my cars was kind of getting beat up, and I needed to get something reliable, so I started looking for this car, found this car in Charleston, I even called up Lonnie. I was like, Lonnie, you're up for a ride? <laughs> and he's like, sure. So he's like, yeah, let's go pick up this car in Charleston, and hopefully you, you uh, drive back my car. And um, 
And so, like, we were going to go on Monday, I believe it was, and I had a dream that weekend. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. I had this dream, and in the dream, Lonnie comes up to me, and he's like, Paul, I can't go. I don't want to go, or something. And it was real adamant, like there was something wrong, you know. I can't go. I'm not coming with you. And, uh, and I woke up from the dream, and I was just kind of like, okay, Lord, is that you? Like, what's going on there? And I, I prayed more and more about it, and I felt like the Lord was like saying, don't go. Don't do it. He was warning me. And I told Lonnie about it. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can't go. My back, it's like really bad. I can't go. And he's, you know, he had some kind of excuse like that. I think he just didn't want to be in a car ride with me for three hours. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but the Lord was warning me. And then lo and behold, like our van, a couple months later, I think it was a month or two months later, our van gets in an accident, gets totaled. And I got to buy a new car. And, you know, the car I was buying was not going to fit my whole family. If you guys don't know, I have four kids. So, like, it was the Lord warning me. Because we would have been, been, like, stuck, you know what I mean, if we had two car payments and all that. But something that simple, that little, was important to God to give me a dream about it. You know, and obviously I'm talking to the Lord. Lord, is this car you want me to buy? I'm, I'm engaging him in dialogue. But he wants to warn us of things, of decisions, of things that are getting in our way. I, I know so many stories. I've had people come and tell me about stories about like relationships. God speaks a lot to us in dreams about relationships. And you want to know why? Because our emotions are so tied up. I'm, I'm specifically talking about romantic relationships. If you guys are in romantic relationships, you know, that are, you know, you're dating or whatever, man, pay attention to your dreams. God wants to speak to you through your dreams, specifically when you're in that period of time. I don't care how strong of a believer you are, because your emotions get in the way over and over and over again. And God wants to speak to you kind of like when you're kind of shut down to give you direction and give you warning. Hey, warning, warning, stay away from this dude. He's a creep or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I'm just being real here, guys, because many times, even some of you guys have come up to me like, oh, this crazy dream about this person I'm dating. It's like, yeah, you better pray about that one. (laughs) All right. So, number one, he wants relationship. Ministry through relationship. Number two, he wants to warn you because he's a good father. He wants to give you intel of what's going on, what the enemy's up to, what he's trying to do. You know, I have a theory. I don't know necessarily if this is uh, actually uh, accurate or not. This is just kind of Paul theory, thinking with the Lord, you know, that Elisha, remember Elisha? Like he knew the plans of the enemy, and they were so much so that they sent an army against one guy, this one dude, because he knew the intel of what, what this army, this enemy army was going to do. And I, I, have a, I, have a, uh, I believe he probably got that from dreams. The Lord probably was showing him dreams of what was going on, you know. Anyways, we won't get into it. We can do a Bible study of the Old Testament, how God spoke to his prophets. But a lot of times it was through dreams. All right. Um, all right, number three, he gives us direction. He wants to direct your paths. It is his heart. He doesn't want to leave you hanging out in the middle of nowhere and like, oh, where am I? He doesn't want us to be wandering around. He wants to give us direction. He's a good father. You know, Romans 8, 14, you guys know this. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons and daughters of God. 
If you're born again, you are a son, you are a daughter. It is your inheritance to be led by the Holy Spirit. I know that's kind of basic, but sometimes we forget that. It is your inheritance. It's not something you can earn. It is yours. As being a son and a daughter, your identity in him has given you access to this new covenant. Does that make sense? That's Romans 8.14. It is your inheritance. He wants to lead you. He wants to direct you. You know how many times, you know, being in ministry for a while and myself, God, where am I doing? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Like That's like probably the number one prayer, I think, of Christians. I don't know what to do. Right? He wants to give you direction, and he wants to do it through dreams. And he's going to be doing that even more so. I'm telling you, there is a heightened time right now for him to speak to us in our dreams. Specifically, and I don't want to get too much of it, but specifically about our country and what's going on right now. All right. So he wants to give direction. Um, and then, of course, we read this in this example, Matthew 2.13. If I get all my notes in order here. You know, we read that in Matthew 2.13, it says, you know, when they escaped to Egypt, when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you. So it's an example of like the Lord just directing, giving us direction. He wants to speak to us in our dreams to give us directions of what to do next. Because he's a good father. It all stems back to that. He is a good father. And just like myself, I want to help and direct and guide my children. He wants to do the same for us. Right? All right. So, so, you know, the direction dreams, I'm trying to, you know, an example of this, like, oh my gosh, like, how many times have I asked the Lord for direction and he spoke to me? I mean, I have countless examples for you and stories and stuff for you guys, but I really feel like the Lord really highlighted this one while I was praying about it. Like, um, I remember when, when we first left Maryland, I'm from Maryland, and my wife's from Pennsylvania, so we're not, we're not native Southerners. I'm getting my Southern draw. <laughs> what? What? Dude. <laughs> But uh, don't get me wrong, I love uh, the South. I love being uh, in Wilmington. And, um, but, you know, we were in ministry up in Maryland, and uh, the Lord kind of like shook things up, and he's like, Paul, I've got different plans for you, and he started speaking to us. And uh, we're like, oh, okay, God, like we're seeing things. I mean, we were working at a, at a church, and um, the Lord was really beginning to do some awesome stuff. Uh, we really saw the Holy Spirit beginning to really move. <laughs> And isn't that God? He's like, all right, Paul, it's time to go. <laughs> and um, so he began to speak to us about coming to Morningstar. We didn't know much about Morningstar or really anything about Morningstar. And uh, I did. So I, I actually read the uh, Final Quest book. I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is good stuff, you know. And like, so we were praying about it. And uh, my wife has this dream about Mount Carmel, and she, I'm going to butcher this a little bit because this has been a while. It's been like 15 years ago. She had this dream about Mark, Mount Carmel, and then she was standing in front of this apartment complex, and um, like Carmel or something like that. 
we go and Google it or whatever. I, yeah, we searched on the internet for it, and lo and behold, there was an apartment complex right in Charlotte called like, called like Carmel Apartments or something, and it has like a picture, you know, of it. And she said, "That's the exact same picture I saw in my dream." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, okay, I guess we're going to Charlotte." <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, uh, and then a whole bunch of other stuff took place that kind of like confirmed that. Um, so we quit our jobs, sold basically everything except our cars, bought a uh, blow-up mattress. <laughs> I kid you not, we didn't even have a place to stay, stay permanently. We're staying with some people we don't even know. We drove down there, and it all the rest is history. But like, uh, that all was kind of really instigated with that dream that she had. And then when we were praying about coming here to Wilmington, I didn't want to come to Wilmington. I actually wanted to go to Wilkesboro. There was, we were in the school of ministry, and there was like an opportunity here for me to come lead worship. And then, but there was also an opportunity in Wilkesboro, and I was like, yeah, I really want to go to Wilkesboro. I feel like the Lord's telling me to go to Wilkesboro. <laughs> and uh, talk about, you know, I'm walking with the Lord here, right? You know, I've been talking, you know, we, you know, we had this dialogue going on, and I still was totally missing it. <laughs> My wife is saying, no, I don't think we're supposed to go to Wilkesboro. So I think we're supposed to come to Wilmington. I was like, all right, all right. So I come to Wilmington. We lead worship for a service or whatever. Just, you know, kind of did like a fly-by-the-night, you know, fly-by-night thing. Came here, led worship, and headed out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Wilmington's cool. Yeah, I love the beach. I love the water. But I'm still feeling Wilkesboro. <laughs> And uh, talk about, like, you know, how our opinions and our feelings, like, color our, like, judgment sometimes. And then all of a sudden I had this uh, a dream. And I'll, I'm actually going to get into this dream uh, another time. But, like, uh, in the dream, I'm there and Wil- I'm here in Wilmington in this building. And it actually was set up like this, or, you know, because it used to be set up like that. And um, this guy comes up front, and he says, I got a word from the Lord, I got a word from the Lord. And he said, commission, and he reads this scripture, and basically saying for me to come to Wilmington. And I woke up, immediately woke up. I remembered everything. It was like I was watched a movie. I was how clear this dream was. And I was like, I guess we're going to Wilmington. <laughs> and, of course, we came to Wilmington, and the rest is history or whatever. But I would have totally missed it if God didn't give me that dream. Totally. Now, out of his grace, I'm sure he hopefully would have redeemed my mistakes, you know, how he does sometimes when we screw up. It's like, you know, and he, he's such a good father. He's like, yeah, you missed it, Paul. Get back on line here. <laughs> but, um, but it probably saved me a lot of turmoil and trouble that dreamed it. Simple dream, okay? And it was totally God. It was totally God. Because then we had all these other crazy things, and I'll get into another time, that happened to us after this dream. I mean, crazy prophetic stuff that you just can't make up. And uh, it has to do, actually, with the calling of, you know, for Wilmington and, and what God wants to do here. And, um, but anyway, so God wants to speak to us during this season. He always wants to speak to us in any season. I know that sounds like Paul. Of course he but there's something specific about dreams right now. He wants to awaken our dream life right now. He wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to you guys. Now, some of you guys, I want to get into a little bit. Okay, we've got a little bit of time. Cool. I want to get a little bit of the practical. And we've gone over this, I think, a couple of years ago. Didn't we do a dream thing a couple of years ago or something? But just kind of like, you know, prime the pump here a little bit. Just some practical stuff. You know, the number one thing, whenever I share about dreams, 
testimonies about God giving dreams and leading us in dreams. Number one thing that people tell me, number one. Oh, I don't remember my dreams. I don't dream. <laughs> and there's probably some of you guys out there right now that are saying the same thing. Uh, yeah, I never, I never remember. I, I don't dream. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to reassure you right now. You dream. It's scientifically proven that every human being dreams. Now, whether you remember your dream or not, that's the question. Most of us don't really remember our dreams, you know. There's some practical things that you guys can do to actually remember dreams that you got from the Lord. First and foremost, is go to bed on normal time. <laughs> it might sound silly, but a lot of times, and I've noticed this in my own life, when I like stay up really late and I like, I'm so tired. When I wake up early in the morning and go to work, I, I don't remember anything. Sometimes I don't remember how I got to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, I'm being real with you. Sometimes just go to bed early or go to bed on normal time. Now, not necessarily, you might have dreams during the day too. The Lord's spoken to me through dreams through the day too. But. So let me just reassure you you dream. God wants to speak to you through your dreams. All right, number two, most practical thing you can do ask. Ask. God wants to give you dreams. Ask, ask Him for them. Ask him, Holy Spirit, help me to remember my dreams. Start, if you haven't ever heard from the Lord in dreams and you're hungry to hear him even more, ask. And what does he say when we ask? You will receive. You will start dreaming, I guarantee it. You start asking. I pray that dream, I pray that dream. I pray that prayer almost every night. God, give me dreams. Speak to me. Don't even let my sleeping be a waste of time you know, spiritually. <laughs> Speak to me. I'm in bed, you know, what, six, seven, eight hours sleeping. Speak to me during that time. Minister to me during that time. I want to know you even when I'm sleeping. I want to hear what's on your heart even when I'm sleeping. Does that make sense? So I encourage you guys, pray it every night. Lord, speak to me. Give me a dream. Okay? And then when you get a dream, and it's weird, and it's crazy, don't flush it. <laughs> you know, a lot of times we flush all the junk that, you know, because you know, number one reason we, we probably don't hear God is we don't recognize it. We don't recognize him speaking. So write it down. When you get a dream, write it down. When you wake up, write it down. I had this crazy dream. Man, I have no idea what this was, but it was crazy. I'm going to write it down anyway. Because a lot of times, like I was telling you before, he speaks to us in like symbolic ways, you know, in our dreams because he's causing us to come closer. So write it down and then bring it to him in prayer. Ask the Lord, what are you speaking to me through this dream? That's number one. Go to him first. I know sometimes, a lot of times when we get a dream, we like go to a, the, the most like uh, the, the dream interpreter of the church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that, every time I get a dream, I go to this guy. He knows exactly what to say. You know, he, know, he can interpret my dream perfectly. Let me encourage you. you. You actually, you're circumventing what God wanted to do all along. And was, that was for you to come close. Does that make sense? He wants you to come close. He's giving you this dream because he wants you to come close. He doesn't want you to come to the pastor. 
He doesn't want you to know him through your pastor. He wants you. He is jealous for you. So I encourage you, number one, go to him. Go to him in prayer. Lord, this is the craziest dream. Maybe it was the Indian food I had last night. I don't know what. Speak to me. Give me scriptures to help interpret this. Okay? This is real practical stuff here. So I'm telling you guys what I do a lot. Okay? If you're not getting anything, then come talk to the people around you. Ask them, hey, I had this crazy dream. I prayed about it. I got nothing. Or I got this weird thing. I had no idea what that meant. Then go talk to the body here. You know, sometimes God gives one another, gives us interpretations for you because he's wanting you to be and wanting us to be interdependent. That's one way he tricks us into a relationship <laughs> where we need each other, you know? And he actually, he even sometimes consciously withholds the interpretation from you so that you connect with somebody that he wants you connected with. He's sneaky. But he knows what's best for you. He wants us to be interdependent because he knows that we will never step into the fullness of our calling until we are rightly connected to the body. So he tricks us sometimes. So number, so if you, you seek the Lord and you're not getting anything, it might be on purpose. He might be trying to trick you and <laughs> get in a relationship with somebody. Go ask the people that you trust. Hey, I've had this dream. It was real crazy. What do you th- Pray about it. Let me know if you get anything for it. And please don't put any pressure on people when you do that too. You've got to give this interpretation. You know, just invite the person. Hey, can you help me out here? You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, because a lot of times, you know, sometimes our dreams, they aren't from the Lord. Sometimes they're from the enemy. And sometimes they're from your Indian curry that you had last night. <laughs> and, and sometimes, of course, they are from the Lord. Okay. So sometimes you got to discern, is this the Lord? Is this you? And we, got, we can go more deep in depth when that kind of stuff, and we will in the future here, of how to practically discern between those things. But, um, but anyways, that, that's a, that, you can, that can uh, help when you talk to other people about your dreams. Okay? So those are just some practical things here. And um, so God's inviting us to not waste even our sleep to be intimate with him. He wants to share secrets with you about the people around you, not to harm them, obviously, he's a good father, but to help them, to set them free, to release the kingdom of God into their lives. i got a bunch of stories. We don't have time to go through. You you guys, I want to encourage you guys to, to build that history with him. He wants, and especially really good God does this a lot for the people that you're closest with he'll give you dreams about them because a lot of times that's another thing where you're kind of colored your personal relationship your familiarity with that person kind of colors your judgment about that person or about the situation and sometimes a lot of times he'll give you a dream about that so if there is even like a situation where you're just like Lord I need a breakthrough in this area with my family member I don't know what's going on give me some intel I'm seeing heavenly places I should be able to see this whole thing right well he wants to give you intel ask for dreams ask for dreams I don't trust necessarily my motives all the time about like in those situations because I know you know my opinions and the natural color my judgment so I'll ask for a dream you know, and he'll give me a dream. 
He will. <laughs> All right, is that cool?